Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of an introvert's diary in Japan. In today's episode, we will talk about cults in Japan, specifically the notorious Om Shinrikyo. Konnichiwa minasan, Karen desu. Kyo no topiku wa Nihon de no Karuto nitsuite hanashimasu. Tokuni Asahara Shoko no Om Shinrikyo desu. Kono topiku wa Sukoshi delicate kamo shiremasen no de. Before I looked into this story, I didn't imagine there would be so much to cover. The more I uncovered, the deeper the story got. For those of you familiar with Japan, the first thought that comes to mind when the word cult is mentioned is probably the Om Shinrikyo. It was basically another doomsday cult later transitioning into a bioterrorist group, which promised salvation when Armageddon comes. Of course, this salvation is limited to members only. At its peak, Om Shinrikyo accumulated over 50,000 members worldwide, with 30 branches in six different countries. The group has since then split into two branches, Aleph and Hikari Noah, as an attempt to rebrand themselves. For those who've forgotten or those who have never heard of the cult, Om Shinrikyo was responsible for the Tokyo subway sarin attack back in March 1995. Five members from the cult boarded the morning rush hour trains in Tokyo and released the sarin gas on three lines of the Tokyo metro. 14 people died and over 5,000 people were injured as a result. The attack was provoked after the leader, Asahara Shoko, received a tip that the police were going to conduct a raid on the cult's headquarters on March 22nd that year, just two days after the attack. He was hoping the attack would keep the police busy and away from this doorstep. It should be obvious from this alone that Asahara was very well connected, or at least, his members were. All members were everywhere, including Japan's self-defense force, law enforcement, even the broadcasting network which we will cover later. Until today, the sarin attack is still considered the deadliest terrorist attack in modern Japan since World War II. Nine months before the attack, Om Shinrikyo also carried out another sarin attack in Nagano where eight people died and over 500 were injured. The purpose of the attack was to kill three judges who were working on a fraud case involving some of the sect members. Unfortunately, there wasn't enough evidence to arrest Asahara. Instead, another guy who's not involved with Om Shinrikyo was suspected. So why did they choose Sarin? Sarin is basically a nerve agent that can cause death within minutes if not treated with an antidote immediately. The chemical is tasteless and odorless, making it easy to sneak into food and water. When inhaled in gas form, it can cause paralysis and eventually death. Even a 10 milliliters of sarin on your skin can be fatal. It is said that sarin is about 26 times more lethal than cyanide. The early signs of sarin poisoning are listed as difficulty breathing and runny nose. And many of those who ingested the sarin gas in the subway still feel the after-effects today, 28 years later. It is the most lethal agent known to men today. It is also worth noting that sarin was invented by the Nazis. 
After the attack in Tokyo, Asahara became a fugitive. The search led the police to a hidden compound located at the base of Mount Fuji, and there they found tons of chemicals used to produce sarin gas. They also found a document detailing Om Shinrikyo's plan to buy nuclear weapons from Russia. Soon after that, they found a hidden basement inside the compound where the top leaders, except Asahara, were hiding. What is interesting about Asahara's top leaders is that they were mostly intellectuals who graduated from top universities like Tokyo and Kyoto University. They were logically sound, mentally functional, highly intelligent people, taken from one of the former followers own words. It's the lower ranking members who are weird. The top people seem normal, even kind. Why they decided to follow Asahara blindly is still a mystery. Asahara himself wasn't caught until May 16th, two months after the deadly Tokyo subway attack. And during that period, when they couldn't find him, four more gas attacks were carried out by a cult. Hundreds of people were injured, and it wasn't as fatal as the Tokyo subway attack. But it's still something. In total, the police arrested over 200 Shinrikyo's members. One source claimed that Asahara peed himself when he was found in his hiding. I hope that's true. When questioned, Asahara denied any involvement in the sarin attack. He claimed that the members had carried out the attack secretly and without his knowledge. Of course, the court didn't believe him and denied his multiple appeals. He was given a death sentence for his multiple crimes. But I think that trial took about six or seven years to finalize? Asahara was also suspected to be finding insanity in order to suspend his execution. Based on Article 39 in the Japanese Penal Code, acts due to insanity or diminished responsibility will not be punished or will attract a lesser penalty. It's comforting to think that Asahara was terrified of death and tried to escape from it, because that fear meant he realized he was just an ordinary human being and not the divine god he believed himself to be all those years. Random piece of trivia, <laughs> during his imprisonment, it was said that Asahara refused to use the toilet in the prison cell and opted to wear a diaper instead. I thought that was interesting. Given that he also peed himself when he was found, maybe he suffered from incontinence? A little background on Asahara Shoko. He was born in Kumamoto Prefecture as Matsumoto Chizuo, not Asahara. He changed his name later on. He moved into a school dormitory at the age of six, and he stayed there until he graduated high school. Apparently, he was the fourth child out of seven siblings. His father was a struggling tatami mat maker constantly struggling to make ends meet. Some psychologists remarked that his background might have led to his relentless pursuit of power and wealth. After failing to get into Tokyo University several times, Asahara decided to give up on university and received an informal training as an acupuncturist. Sometime later, he opened his own pharmacy in Chiba Prefecture. But, desperate for money, or greedy more like, he started selling fake remedies like stuffing orange peel into a bottle and calling it almighty medicine, things like that. He was arrested and convicted for fraud, 
and soon after, his business went bankrupt, naturally. During that time, Asahara was already a part of a small new religion called Agonshu. So it seems he's always had interest in spiritual things, especially Buddhism and Hinduism. Perhaps dissatisfied by the role of a follower? In 1984, he left Agonshu and formed his own religion, Om Shinsen no Kai. Om Shinsen no Kai itself started off as a yoga school and a publishing house. There, he and his wife Tomoko started offering seemingly harmless yoga classes, but soon religious doctrines became a part of the classes. In 1987, Om Shinsen no Kai was finally renamed Om Shinrikyo. This is also the year Matsuo Chizuo officially changed his name to the renowned Asahara Shoko. Asahara believed that he was chosen by god Shiva to build the kingdom of Shambhala, a utopian society for those who have developed psychic powers. Asahara implements Buddhism, Hinduism, and Christianity in his teaching. As a fan of Nostradamus, he also made prophecies about the end of days. He claimed that the US would eventually attack Japan and instigate the Third World War. The group's activities were considered harmless at the time, and so in 1989, Tokyo Metropolitan Government granted Aum Shinrikyo official religious corporation status, effectively awarding them tax breaks and freedom from governmental oversight. This proved to be a fatal mistake. After this change of status, Aum Shinrikyo grew in power as well as aggression and violence. Their net worth increased from 430 million yen to over 100 billion yen in just 6 years. The number of members also grew from 20 to around 20,000. How they managed to accumulate that much wealth is not very clear, as their financial activities have never been clearly publicized. However, a former member stated that he once paid over 1 million yen for blood initiation, which involves drinking Asahara's blood. Asahara also sold his bathwater and hair for a large amount of money. Crazily enough, there were a lot of interested buyers. It is also not a mystery that for people who want to join the cult, they have to surrender their entire material wealth to the cult. And his being an object of worship didn't stop there. Women, including virgins, were exploited sexually by Asahara. There was even a term, own beauties, to describe the beautiful women that constantly flocked around Asahara. How did he get these beautiful women? I really doubt it was his satin pink pajamas or long, thick Santa Claus beard. One strategy that he used is called reading to make them think that he understood them. He would say things like, oh, you are giving your soul away, or you've been misunderstood too much. This made his followers feel understood and empathized. Another strategy, which is something that abusers usually do, is love bombing. This is basically when the abusers shower their victims with love and attention, making them feel special and loved one moment, then going stone-cold silence the next. One of Om Shinrikyo's former beauties said that Asahara would call her every day, asking her how she was getting on, talking about religious things, 
mostly everyday mundane things, but those things made her feel special. Those phone calls would suddenly stop, making her feel hurt and confused. She admitted feeling a degree of admiration towards Asahara, but the feeling was completely platonic, much to his dismay. She was one of the brave few who turned down his sexual advances. After she rejected him, she underwent electroshock therapy, which erased most of her memories. She claimed she still couldn't remember whatever happened during her two years with the cult. But that's not unusual, apparently. Om Shinrikyo was also known for drugging their followers with LSD in order to put them in euphoric state and labeling it a supernatural experience. Like most cults, Om Shinrikyo is also very hostile towards anyone who opposes them. Back in 1989, just a few months after Om Shinrikyo gained its official religious corporation status, they murdered an anti-cult lawyer named Sakamoto Tsutsumi, along with his wife and 14-month-old son, dumped their bodies separately in three different prefectures. This was done to throw the police off track. The perpetrators even smashed their teeth to avoid identification of the bodies. Their bodies weren't discovered until Asahara's arrest in 1995, and by then they have been reduced to bones. Before their death, Sakamoto was working on a class action lawsuit against Om Shinrikyo. He had gathered enough evidence that would expose Asahara as a fraud, including the fact that Asahara's blood didn't contain any magical properties, as most of his followers believed. He spoke about the cult in a talk show hosted by TBS, and that interview session was recorded. Unfortunately, that interview never made it to air. That's where TBS became an accidental accomplice to Sakamoto's family murder. A month before Sakamoto and his family were brutally murdered in their apartment, TBS showed Sakamoto's tape interview to a member of Om Shinrikyo. Whether this was accidental or intentional remains unknown. There is a theory that TBS struck a deal with Om Shinrikyo. If they revealed their sources, then Om Shinrikyo would grant them an interview with their leader, the one and only Asahara Shoko. All three executives of TBS denied this accusation, of course, and unfortunately, TBS got away with it. Another theory stated that the member they happened to show the video to was Om Shinrikyo member. So it was all just an unfortunate coincidence. Which one do you believe, guys? What was strange about this incident was the fact that they found an Om Shinrikyo badge inside Sakamoto's apartment. The police suspected Om Shinrikyo was involved, but for whatever reason, they chose not to investigate the group until the sarin attack six years later. Interesting plot twist, one of the perpetrators who killed Sakamoto, Murai Hideo, never made it to trial at all as he was stabbed to death by a Korean assassin in April 1995 when he was being transferred by the police. The stabbing happened live, and the Korean man was arrested on the spot. Why he targeted Hideo Murai was said to be connected to the sarin gas attack, but it was later revealed that the Korean man belonged to Yamaguchi-guni, the most powerful Yakuza group in Japan. 
Back in 1990, Asahara set its sight on the government. He ran 25 candidates for the House of Representatives under the banner Truce Party or Shinrito, but his party couldn't secure enough votes to earn them seats in the government. In fact, they lost by a landslide, which Asahara probably considered completely humiliating. After all, they were chanting all day long in front of Ginza station, Kyoko Asahara, something like that. It is believed that this defeat was one of the triggers that strengthened Asahara's delusion. Soon after, he started preaching doomsday, striking fear in his followers. He ordered his members to produce toxic substances to overthrow the Japanese government. Fortunately, his plan failed as the substance his members produced turned out to be harmless to humans' bodies. However, it didn't change the fact that Asahara has turned to illegal means to reach his goals. I think he just wanted to be a god. He started cultivating anthrax, making assault rifles, and lastly, producing sarin. Asahara was executed in 2018, and the year after that, another six members involved in the sarin attack followed. In total, 13 members of Om Shinrikyo were executed. The drama didn't stop there though. Before his death, Asahara requested that his ashes be passed over to his fourth daughter, but the plot thickened when his wife and second daughter contested his request. After a lot of court battles and drama, the judge decided that the second daughter has the right to her father's remains since her relationship with her father seemed stronger, based on the fact that she visited him frequently when he was incarcerated. There's still no news as to what the daughter did with the ashes, but the government is concerned that she might be using the ashes to promote Aleph by using it as an object of worship or something like that. After the coronavirus pandemic, Many students were trapped at home, isolated from the outside world. Many expressed their loneliness online. And Shinrikyo, who have by now renamed itself to Aleph, decided to take advantage of this vulnerability. Under false pretenses, they began emailing students, introducing themselves as upperclassmen. As the video chats become frequent, students are introduced to more and more people from the university. This went undetected for a while, until one student came forward to the university to express his discomfort. The ones joining the video chats were often middle-aged men, who would occasionally throw in religious teachings. From that alone, they couldn't be the upperclassmen. Only then, the university administrator found out that the Twitter account belonged to a religious group recruiting new members. In 2020, during the height of pandemic, Aleph gained 60 new followers, most of which are in their 20s. According to survey, many religious cults often recruit members through social media, job hunting seminars, yoga classes, and even fortune telling. Back then, Om Shinrikyo used to recruit followers by appealing to the otaku crowd. At that time, anime was booming and Om Shinrikyo jumped at the opportunity. For those interested, you can actually watch the anime released by Om Shinrikyo on YouTube. It's very weird to say the least, as many of the scenes involve Asahara floating and levitating in random places. Hikari Noa, on the other hand, are currently led by Fumihiro Joyu, 
Om Shinriko's former spokesman, who was hired for his silver tongue and good look. Why wasn't he sentenced to death? Because he had a solid alibi. He had been in Russia at the time of the attack. After everything that has happened though, Japan is not taking any chances. The Japanese Public Security Intelligence Agency is putting Hikari Noah and Aleph under surveillance. By law, both are required to submit a report detailing their financial activities and the status of their members. However, the authorities have reasons to worry recently. They believe that Aleph has been concealing some of its assets. The figure collected by the agency showed a drastic drop in Aleph's reported asset from 1.2 billion yen in 2019 to a mere 20 million yen in 2022. Even a monkey would see that there's something fishy going on. I can't help but wonder what would cost that much money. If you are interested in learning more about the cult's history and happenings, there is a new documentary about it coming out this year. It will stream on Amazon Prime and the title is Trapped in Makyo or Watashi no Makyo. I also recommend reading Murakami Haruki's book titled Underground, The Tokyo Gas Attack and the Japanese Psyche. It was published in 2003 and contained various interviews with Om Shinrikyo's victims, including its former members. Alright, that's all for today. If you like this episode, please leave a comment on my Instagram and hit the follow button. If you have any requests or questions, feel free to message me. 今日はここまでです。聞いてくれた皆さんありがとうございました。もし質問があれば直接インスタグラムにメッセージを送ってくださいね。See you next time!